You're listening to the Let's Talk Business with Stephanie A. Wynn podcast, an online business podcast where I, your host, Stephanie A. Wynn, will provide weekly business strategies for the emerging author and startup business owners. Let's Talk Business Podcast with Stephanie A. Wynn is a mixture of branding, marketing, and business development tips and special guest interviews. Be sure to subscribe and download and share with your friends. For more information about Stephanie A. Wynn, you can visit stephanieawynn.com. And to support the podcast, you can go to Let's Talk Business with Stephanie.com. Be sure to select the subscribe button and Let's Talk Business. are back. We are back for another episode of the Let's Talk Business with Stephanie A. Wynn. I am your host. And listen, we are in the month of February. We have some really good guests. I mean, legendary guests. Yes, legendary guests. We have a wonderful guest today. But you know, before we get started, I like to talk about the renewing of the minds, right? Before you venture out on your goals for 2022, we have to start with the renewing of our minds. Whether you're starting a new business, whether you're wanting to seek personal development, whether you want, you're wanting to implement more self-care, right? It has to first start in your mind. So if you believe that you can change from being stuck or fixed, you can do that, right? So what is the renewing of the mind? It's the person who has been fixated, had a fixed mindset, right? We've been fixed minded. We self-sabotage things. We don't feel like success hasn't happened for us. That's the person we do not no longer want to be, right? We want to be that person with the growth mindset. And what is that? That is the person who is excited about this very thing that they're taking on. Like they're ready to go and just take on the world, right? So that is also the person who, you know, they look to others as a point of reference. They don't give up. They keep going until they succeed. So I ask you, I ask you, we are going to have a growth mindset for 2022 10x growth mindset, right? So we're going to get into today's topic. And before we start, before we start, we have an amazing guest, right? And I got to tell y'all, I'm going to just read his bio really quickly. But before I introduce him, we have Darren DC Lyons in the building today. He's going to be telling his story. We're going to talk about his resiliency. You all know that I love that word, being resilient, because each and every one of us have had some type of adversity, but being resilient, meaning that you had to bounce back, whatever it was you were going through, it didn't take you out, but you had to bounce back quickly during a challenging situation, right? So let me tell you about Darren DC Lions. As a customer journey executive for 20 years, Darren built relationships across the globe, managing a business process outsourcer, right? Organization in Asia, Central America, and South America. When he was the director of global customer care for 1-800-Flowers.com, he led a vendor organization of 1,000 FTE across seven partners in five countries and 10 cities. Over the past five years, Darren has had numerous health issues, including two below-knee amputations, stage five kidney failure, acquiring dialysis three times a week, and he is a stroke 
survivor. Let me tell you something. When you talk about resilient, listen, everybody, I want you to get your pens. I want you to get your paper. If you're riding in the car on your way to work, turn the volume all the way up, right? Because that, I don't know about you, that's resilient, right? Yet, Darren has used the concepts, learned managing vendors to help him overcome his physical limitations, leaning into your discomfort, power of um, partnerships, and the importance of clear, consistent, and concise communication. Darren's story is one of triumph, is one of triumph because of his tenacious desire to fight back for his life through these trials. Darren attained his master's degree in organizational management from the University of Phoenix and a Bachelor of Arts in History from George Mason University. Darren and his lovely wife, Elaine, founded Courier Incorporated with a vision to create inspirational books and faith-based media projects. Darren's ebook, A Day in the Life in a Skilled Nursing Facility, short stories from a young man trapped in a, in a nursing home, was released in September 2018. Darren's memoir with worn-out tools Navigating the Rituals of Midlife was released in the fall of 2021. Darren is a certified John Maxwell trainer, coach, and speaker with an executive coaching clientele of 15 executives in four countries. He is a licensed color code personality assessment facilitator, training over 500 leaders in four countries. He is a 2019 consumer reviewer for the Congressionally Directed Medical Research Program. Darren lost over 270 pounds on a vegetarian diet. Now, that is amazing. So we're going, without further ado, that's a lot, but I had to say it because that's going to tie into our interview today. And so Darren, DC Lions, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. I'm on with this saw. This is a great opportunity for me. I'm excited about being here. I'm excited about talking to your tribe and your people. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Darren, so we're going to jump right into the interview. Tell us like what, when, when the diagnosis came down, right? Or the news came down that they were going to amputate your legs. What was your, what, tell me, how did you get through that part of your life? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's the, the crux of it, right? You, you limp into a Oklahoma city emergency room and then you come out the next day, your life has been changed forever because you're permanently disabled. And that's the, when the rubber meets the road. And uh, I've been, I've been trying to hide that womb on my left foot for a couple of weeks. I've been going up to my man cave and, and nursing it and, and trying to hide it from my wife because I didn't want her to know about it. But then as I laid there on that, on that uh, emergency room table, it was kind of out there for everyone to see. My doctor, my pastor and my wife saying, what did, why did you do that? Why did you let this? You knew you had diabetes. You knew you had this lifelong struggle with weight. Why did you let this happen? I had to, at that moment, make a decision whether to say, try to save my, life, my leg or save my life. And at that moment, I, I made a determination that from this point on, I know it's going to be tough, but it's going to be uh, worth the struggle to move on. You know, I had, at that time, I had, three grandkids, and I wanted to live for them. I wanted to, 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 to sustain my life for them. I really want them to be able to say that, you know, although my grandfather had these awful things that happened to him, he actually lived a better life after his amputation. That's my goal, Stephanie, to really have, to write that type of legacy. 
for my grandkids. Wow. So I I, I just want to say this because I, you know, mine wasn't as, you know, harder, mm. right? It was hard. I, I don't even think hard is the word, but it was it was tough, right? When when the diagnosis came for me, because I they died, you know, in 2017, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Yeah. And um, I didn't know what that was. I was like, well, what is that? <laughs> you know? So the doctor, the the GI doctor at the time said, you need to stay away from anything with the drive-through window. You need to <laughs> Stop using toilet paper and use wipes. Mm. You need to do, you need to change your diet. You need to change your environment. Now, I didn't know what he was talking about when he said, you need to change your environment because are you telling me I need to come in? And like, so I started like in my house, internally inside the house, I started removing like plugins. I went from a chemical based home with the aerosol sprays and the plugins and all these things. And I removed all of that out of my house because I'm thinking environmentally, I'm ingesting something that's hurting the cells in my body, you know, getting down to my stomach. So I went on this journey of learning how to eat like food pairing and uh, what, you know, food for my blood type. And because you just couldn't tell Stephanie A. Wynn (laughs) that she has this condition and I'm just going to go with that. So I went and I researched. I said, I need. I said, okay, God, if this is this is what I have to do, live with, I need to find the very best medical staff mm. to help me get through this. And I think it was more of acceptance for a while. Yeah, it took me a, a while uh, to. I went and found all these different doctors. I went and went and saw a nutritionist. We paid money, a lot of money for nutritionists, uh, dietitians. I mean, just. Supplements, I mean, who knows how much that costs? Like to only find that none of the when your body is angry, internally angry, you have none of that is gonna no supplement, no um when it's highly inflamed, like the stop sign, there's there's nothing you have to really you have to accept what it is and get help, right? You have to accept that okay, something's going on. I need to go get some help. And I think oftentimes, just just as a community, we're so prideful. Like, Mm. we don't want nobody to know about this. We don't want, you know, because I was there. I was that. I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I held it in. I kept it to myself. I told my mom. And she was like, well, what are you doing about it? And I'm like, I'm I'm going to see this nutritionist. I'm going to see this, you know, this lady. They're going to heal me. I'm going to do do all of these massages, you know, self-care, mm. all of these things. And really, I was progressively getting worse. And all I had to do was go see the GI doctor so that he can start a process of healing. Now, spiritually, I was a little frazzled at the time, mm. right? I was teetering the fence. I believed in God. I've always believed in God. but He wasn't primary. So that leads me into my next question. Okay. How after the after you you had to make that decision, what was the healing process like? Like, did you go, you know, did, did you have to go home? I saw that you had a the book that you you wrote in 2018, um, the where day you in the were life. the yeah, day in the life. Mm-hmm. How was I 
did they send you directly to the rehab after they, you know, you went through that process or what was it over time? So I went to, I went to rehab uh, directly after the amputations. I started in rehab and the whole process of, of, uh, uh, getting prepared for a prosthetic leg. You know, the, the process when you, when you have an amputation is you have to build up your strength so you can take on a, a, a prosthetic leg. So I started that process, but it didn't go too well at first. Uh, they dropped me very early in the process. Uh, they, you know, wow. they were trying to pick me up and move me, and they dropped me. And they became very shy about about handling me from that point, which wasn't a good thing because you get a little lazy, right? You mm-hmm. you start to get lazy. So I went to rehab uh, immediately afterwards and started the process, and that you know, for several weeks, and then I came home and started the healing process. But my body started changing. I started getting every all this advice about getting more protein. And I said, okay, I've been a vegetarian. I lost 200 pounds by being a vegetarian. I was in good shape. But because they were telling me I needed more protein, I started to eat meat again. And with that, my body started to swell up on my left-hand side. So I, I started accumulating fluid. So those kidneys gave out. And wow. now I had to start the process a few months after my after my amputation, I had to start the process of dialysis. And that's really when my healing started. Uh, so I had my amputation in February of 2017. By October, at the end of October, uh, Halloween day, uh, I went to the hospital and started dialysis. And then from that point, I went to a skilled nurse facility. And that's when my healing really started because I started the process of therapy in earnest and all of the rituals and things I learned, I started writing and all the things I started to do to heal myself from that point. So this 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 is really, I mean, this is a really, you have a compelling story. Oh, thank you. And I'm just honored to have you on the podcast because people need to hear your story, right? And when you think that what you've gone through was like hard, you know, there's always someone else. Now I get it, right? And when you said, you know, the diagnosis for me I couldn't walk. I stopped eating. Mm-hmm. Um, I and, and and like you, I I, w- I was a vegetarian. I did plant based. I was vegan, uh, pescatarian, and mm-hmm. and not even realizing that those were like the the, the shrimp and the lobster. Though mm-hmm. that's like they're like the roaches of the sea, yeah, right? So yeah. and they carry so much iodine salt, so much things that make us sick. And so I remember this lady saying, hey, listen, I need you to look at this chart. I need you to eat everything on this chart for your blood type. Stay away from the other things because mm. they're acidic. So what she did for me was, and, and, and God bless her soul, she's passed on. She said, your body is, is pH, it's supposed to be more pH alkaline. Mm-hmm. So when your body becomes acidic, you become ill and sick. So I didn't realize, I'm like, wow, that's so crazy. So I started going on again. I'm paying attention to my body. Right. You know, I couldn't drive because my I just, I was so weak and malnourished. I went from 112, 180 pounds to 112. Wow. Wow. In li- like less than six months. Wow. Like I was tanking. So... My mom literally had to clean me up. She had to bake. She had to make sure that she cooked my food. And the food, she would have to cook for me as if I was a, a toddler. Oh, wow. Right? Okay, Stephanie, you got to eat. I don't want to eat. 
And when for anyone that has inflammatory bowel disease, when your body is angry, when your stomach is angry, we tend to not eat because we're afraid mm. of the pain that we're going to endure, you know, of going to the bathroom. It's so painful. Right. But um, but I got through it. The beauty of it during the healing process, what saved me was I had that aha moment when I went to the doctor. I said, listen, I'm tank. This is not going well. I'm tanking. And the doctor said, listen, you have to stop thinking like that because you are going to tank. I need you to go back the other way. You need to climb up the hill. So my my next question, I say that to ask you, what was your aha moment to recovery? Like yeah. your journey to healing. I talk about that in my book with worn out tools, navigating the rituals of midlife. Uh, there was a moment when they dropped me off uh, in the dropped me off at the skilled nurse facility. Uh, the second time, I was dropped off there, and uh, it, it was a weekend day. The, the weekend staff was on. They didn't have any food. I and I was going back to my vegetarian diet. So they were like, "Hey, we got some sandwiches, some ham." I was like, "Well, I can't eat all of that." And they're looking at me like. You are pathetic, you know, and I was left alone in that room. I'm in this really industrial looking room. I always say there was more Holiday Inn, less Rich Carlton's, right? This room that I was in and I, I looked across the room and there was my prosthetic leg was sitting over there. And at this time I was, you know, at one prosthetic leg. And I hadn't really spent much time on it, Stephanie. I hadn't really done much with it in those six months because of the swelling on my left side. On that moment, I got the slide board out of my out of my back my package. I slid onto my wheelchair and I rolled over to my prosthetic leg. I put it on. I rolled back. I put my wheelchair uh, behind me and the bed in front of me, and I stood up on my prosthetic leg for the first time in my own strength in my own strength for the first time. But that, before then, Stephanie, I got so many people to help me stand up and get me up. But this was the first time alone in my room. Desperation is a powerful motivator. And I was, I was determined that I would not end my existence in that nursing home. And that's when I knew that I would start my journey back. I knew, mm-hmm. That's when I became confident that I would start my journey back. Now, we've had a pandemic since then. <laughs> and I've learned to ride, ride the waves of emotion. And so I encourage people that it's not like a movie where things just automatically get better. But every day, showing up with gratitude every day, uh, things will get better. Mm-hmm. You got to show up with it every day. That's, you know, that's powerful. Um, showing up. Those words are powerful because there's always someone looking for you. Yeah. They're waiting for you. Right. So we have to show up whatever, in whatever capacity that may be. It may be showing up online. It may be showing up offline. It may just simply picking up the phone, be pick, picking up the phone and say, hey, I thought about you today. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to let you know I was thinking about you. I pray all is well. Right. Yeah. Something as simple as that. Something even as simple as sending a note card in the mail. Right. Hey, thank you for being who you are. So I say that to, you know, that that Darren. I can resonate with that moment in your in your room, like you know, you said desperation will that's that will get you to moving, right? Because when there's nobody else there, mm. we know God is there, right? He's there that's with right. us. That's right. So when I couldn't walk, I remember it was so rough for me to walk mm. from my bed to my bedroom door. 
it was like I was, when I started back, you know, my mom was like, you got to get out of this bed. If you don't get out of this bed, it's not going to be, you know, you got to get out, step, get up, get up. You got to get up. So I would go, I would go from my bed to my bedroom door, from the Mm -hmm. bedroom door to the front door, from the front door to the porch, from the porch to the end of the Mm -hmm. driveway. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, I could, I definitely understand every day, day by day, minute by minute, it gets better. It gets better, but you have to be determined. Yeah. You have to say, I will fight through this. I will not die. I will fight through this. This is not going to take me out because you said I had my granddaughters. I wanted my grandchildren. I wanted to see them. Right. So with that, tell us about once you got, you, you came through the amputations and now You've gotten the, the the courage, you've gotten the strength, the determination to walk, to get on get on this your prosthetic leg. What happened after that? Yeah. Great question, Stephanie. And it's an iterative process. So I had my first amputation in 2017. And and then once again, I told you I started dialysis in October of uh, of 2017. And I was actually doing pretty well. I was driving. I was, I'll never forget that I was in the Quail Springs Mall going around to the, to the Apple store uh, here in Oklahoma City. And I was on a walker, right? Moving around, moving mm-hmm. around, uh, moving around through that holiday season. And things were going real well. I had a nice uh, uh, New Year's Eve, get together with some friends and ending the year well. But by that mark, I started to develop some problems in my right leg, my other leg. And what normally happens with people who have an amputation, a lower extremity amputation, from uh, from cardiovascular issues, they have problems with the rest of their their extremities. In my right leg, there was a wound on that, and once again, I had to start the process all over again of learning to walk. Wow. And and that's that's the second time. But then I, a year and a half later, after recovering, I had a stroke, and I had to start the process of learning to walk again. And I got to tell you, St- Stephanie, that stroke almost took me out. Wow. That stroke almost took me out because. Uh, you know, it was like you, not just your physical body was challenged, your physical attributes were challenged, but your mental as well. Uh, the, the ability to read, to think. And I, I'm a, in my, my, my business, I'm a coach, trainer, and speaker. Uh, as I said before, as you said before, trained through the John Maxwell team. I do coaching uh, with some executive clients. I do training with uh, the Color Code Personality Assessment. And I lost the ability for several weeks to really think through coaching someone. I, I couldn't put together my thoughts and my actions. I mean, everything, I couldn't even read uh, in terms of uh, remembering information. And that almost took me out, the physical uh, ability. But, but praise mm-hmm. be to God that, um, that he gave me the desire, once again, uh, the motivation of my wonderful wife, the motivation of my grandchildren, wanting to be there for them, wanting to show up for them. Uh, I leaned in mm-hmm. to that discomfort and was able to work my way back. And I, I thank God for that. I, I, I really thank him for that. Yes, that is a powerful testimony. So this, this, I, I, I want, this is the part of the show where we give like three tips. I know you're in, you have, so you went through all of that adversity mm-hmm. and you still did not give up. You made sure you kept going. You had something to live for. And so this is the part of the show, Darren, where we give, I want you to give 
um, three tips, business tips, or just maybe personal development tips that someone who is listening may be going through a challenging time right now. Yeah. What would be three things that you could give them that they could hold on to and apply it right away? You know, at the end of my book with Worn Out Tools, I talk about these tools and I talk a lot about the tools that you that you get that you should lean into. The first one I talk about is um, the tool of gratitude, right? The, the fact that I heard someone say that not that you have to do something, but you get to do something. Not that you have to do a podcast, but you get to do a podcast with the saw. You get to do a podcast with the saw. <laughs> you know, if, if you live your life, if you show up every day to live your life with gratitude, uh, the fact that you are alive, the fact that you're alive means the story is not over. The story is still being written. And the fact that you're alive means you should have gratitude for that. So I pray every day to live my life with a certain gratitude. Um, one a thing, Another thing you'll see in my book a lot is humor, right? There's a, um, and I, I don't want to be offensive in your, um, in your, uh, in your podcast, but there's a, there's a chapter called a prayer for pee. If you ever been in the hospital, you know, that passing urine is a big, a big test that you have mm-hmm. to go into the hospital. The, the funny, the, the, the part of it is, it's very funny, very humorous. I learned to laugh at myself during this, this issue during during these uh, health issues because you have to learn how to how to laugh right mm-hmm. laugh at your uh at your at your uh at your situation you know the fact that I was a 50 year old t- person at the time and I was in this uh skilled nurse facility you know relatively young person there were some very funny moments uh, my brother and I were sitting on my bed right after my amputation and I called my leg my stump and that's a term that we use in the amputation the limb loss community a lot and he said Darren the fact that you called it your stump means we're going to laugh during this. Learn how to laugh at your situation as yes. well. And then my last tool or tip is the power of relationships. The power of relationships. During my, my recovery, and, and even now, I've had some friends that have shown up big for me. People who just kind of came and offered money or came and offered support. People that visited me, took their time. Those relationships meant a lot to me. But no more than the relationship I had with God and with my wonderful wife. Uh, her her resiliency, the word you use, resiliency, I, I think about that with her a lot. Her resiliency in being a caregiver, and I'm not the best patient, so I, I, I can be a little <laughs> bit, I can be, I mean, I don't know how you, during your illness, which, which you described very, very well, and, and I appreciate you sharing that with people, but I don't know if you were the best patient as well, right? Um, you know, during your illness, uh, I know I had to become a better patient, more calm, deal with mm-hmm. my own anxieties, but those relationships really held me together. So mm-hmm. gratitude, humor, and relationships are things that I lean into to get me through, uh, to, to help rebuild my life and get through this difficult time. Gotcha. This, that, so you all heard that, right? You got to have gratitude. You got to be grateful. Like you got to be grateful now, even if it doesn't look good. Even if you feel like you're in a dark place right now, remember the light will shine eventually, Right. It's just temporary situation, but you, through it all, you have to have gratitude as you're going through. And then he said, humor, you got to learn to laugh. I know I had to, right? <laughs> I know that um, there was something like, I remember um, when it was really, really rough for me, because those that know, if you have inflammatory bowel disease, like sometimes you don't make it to the bathroom. So mm-hmm. you might have to wear some protection. And so... I remember saying, Doc, like, I'm 40. Like, I got to wear a pamper? 
Mm. You know, and so that was like that we laughed about that. We laugh about that. And he was like, oh, not for long. It's just he's like, what what would be your alternative? Would you like a pamper or would you like a bag? Mm. So it was at that moment yeah. where I was like, you know what? I'll take the pamper. <laughs> you know, if I got to wear a pamper. Yes. I mean, but it you're right. You have to have humor in it and not be so uptight and anxiety because you said something about your mind when you're going through any health issue or diagnosis, your mind, the enemy attacks your mind where you're most weakest. And when you're in that state where you can barely pray for yourself, your mind, you have to keep your mind strong. And then lastly, relationships. You have to build on those relationships. When What I learned through being diagnosed with this and being ill, I learned who my true friends were. God showed up in a way he removed the people that didn't need to stay. He kept the people that should, right? Yeah. And so was it was it painful? Yeah, but when you're going through something, when you you look up and they're gone, right? You're not, they just, they're just no longer there. So that is not that, you know, you've you're better than them. It's just that God is eleva- has elevated you to another level in your life. And you have to focus on you. The focus has to be about you and where you're going. So Darren, thank you so much for those tips. What's next for Darren? Tell us, like, what's next for Darren? (laughs) So for me, continue to build my business, continue to to add service to people, to be of service to people. Also, uh, getting better at telling my story. One of the things that I've challenged, I I always say that God wrote my story. I just have to get better at telling it. And Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm still here means that he has a purpose for me. But getting better at telling my story, sharing my story in other places. I have these organizations that I'm a part of. I want to make sure that I'm sharing my story with the limb loss community, with people that are uh, that are in my fraternity. You know, for me, Saul, uh, I would love people to, to learn from my mistakes, the things that I didn't do as well. I've now learned to take a lot more care for myself, to be involved in my health care, to ask questions, the challenge when I, when I don't feel like I'm getting the right information. You know, I lost over 270 pounds and I, I'm sorry that I delayed putting off um, putting off caring for my health because I would have saved my legs. But that's OK. I, I, I know that the fact that I lost all the weight so I would be able to move around with a prosthetic. One of the things you said was uh, the choice between uh, what I love what you said was the choice between a diaper or a bag. Those are the decisions of people who have diabetes. Those are decisions of people who have uh, other health issues can make a choice between a lost leg or taking your medication or going to the doctor. Those are making that, that bag or diaper decision are decisions people can make right now. And right. that's what I want to help people do. Definitely. That is really awesome because, I mean, like Darren, this has been a really good interview. This, Thank when you. you talk about like, resi- like this is, res- you like 10x resiliency. Like this is, is so heartfelt, right? Because you didn't give up. So your quote that you go by, you say, never underestimate the power of your story. Mm-hmm. Your story is so powerful and it's going to change many lives. Okay. Right. So I, I thank you. Where can, okay. So first of all, I want to say this, Darren has dropped nuggets. Tell us about this book. I need yeah. to know. We need to know where to get a copy. Um, where can and and I'll drop a um for those that are listening and want to get a copy of Darren's book. 
We're going to have a um, link in the description note, in the show notes, so you can grab your copy there. But it's called With Worn Out Tools, Navigating the Rituals of Midlife. So tell us about that. What, where can the people get that? And then also, what was the purpose behind that, you writing that book? Yeah. So, you know, in Hollywood, there are all these stories about coming of age, right? There's dirty dancing about, you know, uh, young people uh, getting their frustration through dancing. There's um, Grease, the whole high school experience. There's Kule High, right? The whole experience about growing up in, in tough neighborhoods with, as high schools. There's all these experiences about coming of age and they're celebrated. Well, midlife has these experiences as well, but they're not as celebrated. Their career changes, their divorce, and unfortunately, there's illness. With One Out Tools is my story about going through midlife, navigating an issue where I was celebrating my 50th birthday one year, and within the next year, I became an amputee and permanently disabled. And it's about my journey from that process of celebrating to the process of learning the healthcare system and becoming proficient with my prosthetic leg. That's what what One Out Tools is about. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and all places where books are sold. Awesome, awesome. So you guys got to go grab a copy of Darren's book uh, with Worn Out Tools, Navigating the Rituals of Midlife. This is an amazing book. Grab this book, support Darren. Darren, I'm going to um, put all of your contact information in the show notes. So if someone mm-hmm. wants to reach out to you, maybe have you come and speak at their organization. Wonderful. Um, you all can reach out to Darren. Darren, this was really great. Uh, tell me about Courier. I see that you have a business. It's Courier Inc. Tell us a little bit about that before we conclude the interview today. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. Courier is the business that we created to, to really create inspirational content. My wife and I found a quarry. We wanted to leave a legacy uh, to our grandchildren. You know, the Bible says that a good man leaves a legacy for his children's children. And we we wanted to build a business where we can leave a legacy to our children. So we have a we do one-on-one coaching with people. We have a 360-degree feedback process that we deploy to organizations. And we have executive coaching through that. We have training through the, uh, as I said before, I'm trained through the John Maxwell team. So I do primarily the color code personality assessment. I do a webinar with uh, teams of people to grow people's strengths and weaknesses, opportunities, communications training. And also I use it in my one-on-one coaching practice as well. And finally, uh, there is a speaking element of it. We're doing pretty well before the pandemic, but now we're starting to, to, to start the speaking back again. We do speeches for inspiration, motivation, and even with organizations and corporate organizations, because I have a extensive corporate background, I tie my story to an organization's vision and mission. Vision and mission. No, that's the, the, the expanse of our business. We've been growing it pretty well. And praise God for that blessing. That's amazing. That's amazing. So we like you're doing some amazing things. You're building your brand. You're you're getting you're taking this D, Darren DC Lions and Courier brand to the next level. You're not giving up. And so that's what that's what it's all about for 2022. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you, Darren, for coming to the show. This is a part of the... Oh, before before I talk about these ships. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and say that. This is the part of the show where I talk about the ships, right? So at some point on your entrepreneurship journey, 
entrepreneurship journey, you're going to encounter many ships. That may be relationships, companionships, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, right? But whatever ship you choose, make sure that you're able to bounce back. If you're going through something right now, it may be challenging for you, but make sure you're able to be resilient, that you're resilient. You have this, you can do this. Be grateful, have a little humor, and more importantly, hold on and build those relationships so that as you're going through this, you have someone that can go through it with you together, right? So again, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Darren, what is your email address? Can someone reach out to you if they want to email you? Absolutely. DCLions at Courier.com. Okay. And that's DC, like D as in David, C as mm-hmm. in Charlie, Lions, L-Y-O-N-S as in Sam at Courier. And Courier is spelled K as in Kite, O as in Oscar, R as in Richard, R as in Richard, I as in Ivan, O as in Oscar, R as in Richard.com. That's correct. Darren, thank you so much for tuning in. I want to appreciate you. You got to come back you because we got to know what's going on. I want to do like a review with Darren to see what's going on with you. And here at the Let's Talk Business with Stephanie A. Wynn, this is a podcast that we, you know, we drop business tips. We also give you motivation and empowerment and transformation. No tips too. For those who are in need, you know, we're in a time where, you know, people need someone that they can like that give them hope, right? I feel like it, you know, motivation is just temporary. But if you could truly transform and empower someone to go from being unstuck to stuck, from stuck to unstuck, then you've done what God has created you to do and be, right? So again, I thank you so much, Darren, DC Lions, for being a part of our podcast. This is your host, Stephanie A. Wynn. Until next time. for tuning in to the Let's Talk Business with Stephanie A. Wynn podcast, an online podcast where you will get weekly business strategies for the emerging author and startup business owner. Be sure to sign up for our monthly newsletter at letstalkbusinesswithstephanie.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Let's Talk Business.